Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I have a phenomenal show in store for you today. I have my friend, Dr. Mike Piccarillo, in the building, and he is the owner of Perpetual Motion PC. Mike is a chiropractor and so, so, so much more. Today, we dive deep into masculinity, mentorship, how to have a, or matter of fact, what a holistic approach to chiropractic care looks like, amongst other topics. If you enjoy this show, please feel free to share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. And if there's anything that I can do for you, please feel free to reach out to me and shoot me a message. Please leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. It would mean the world to me. Enjoy the show, and as always, remember, you can too. Here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I have a phenomenal guest in the building today, Dr. Michael Piccarillo. Man, I've met Mike, gosh, I'm so bad with time nowadays, but I feel like at least like, was it was like three years ago maybe that we first met and, and crossed paths. Yeah, it sounds about right. And man, what I love about Dr. Mike is he takes so much pride in the work that he does as a chiropractor. And I love like the well-rounded approach that you bring to it. My man, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going, man? How are we feeling today? Man, I'm feeling amazing, man. Life is really good. I feel like during these, you know, trying times with, with COVID and and all of the racial injustice that we're experiencing, it's really given me the time to go within. And during that journey of going within, like I'm finding even more how important the work I do is with other people and the work that I do for myself. And I know that these have been really, really trying times for many people. And I know we were just briefly discussing how you've been having, you know, such an interesting journey with looking to or actually opening your practice right before COVID hit, man, how's that experience been for you so far? I think the best word to describe it is eye-opening. You know, as as for me and many, many, many people throughout the country, throughout the world, um, we never, nobody ever saw this coming. And the way things went for me, having spent probably a year or so designing what I wanted my place to look like and knowing what I wanted and what I didn't want and everything from, you know, the color on the walls to the, to the rubber on the floor and, and everything you could think of in between, finally getting it all together, putting it all up, finding a place, designing the place, building the place, uh, mm-hmm. opened up uh, officially middle of February of this year and, uh, then March happened. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were able to hang on for a little bit, and even though as a you know as a doctor we were still allowed to be open, you know legally with all the shutdowns and things, we were still essential services. Um, but that doesn't mean people are still coming in. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you were when you're told to stay home and hunker down, you know we here in South Florida know they tell you that for a storm, you stay your ass home. so and since then it's been uh it's been a journey this year man um i wound up fortunately giving up the space that i had rented for my practice to be housed in Mm -hmm. um and was able to i guess skirt a lot of the costs and damages that could have been occurred right and then, uh, like the rest of everybody else, spent a couple of months on my couch trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do. Mm, that's um, so real. No, it's been a year, bro. I believe it, man. And it, and it's crazy because I'm 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 trying to step into your shoes and imagine what it would feel like for all of my life's work up to that certain point in February, like all of the like blood, sweat, tears that I put into being able to open up my own space and my own vision, having everything from the color of the walls to the rubber of floor to everything that I wanted to implement 
having that excitement of it come up in the way it did. And then boom, out of nowhere, it's like, you know, the air was just let out of the balloon and, and having this like deflated feeling of, of it, essentially it all being taken away. I know you said this was an eye-opening experience for you. In what ways did different things come up for you? And like, how did this become such an eye-opening experience for you? Uh, well, I got to spend a, a good chunk of time reflecting on myself, right? I went for, through every piece of emotion that you can, you can think of, right? At first, I was angry about everything. I was angry about giving up my space. I was angry about the, the cost I took on to create that space that, you know, my quote-unquote dream had failed. And it wasn't my fault. Mm. Um, you know, because a lot of people can turn around and say, well, this happened, that happened, and I'm just a victim of it. But we all got victimized by this year. Right. And so sp- taking the time to process through that, I think, was monumental in me coming out of the other side. Mm. Um, not getting stuck in that woe is me, holy shit, what now feeling and saying okay i've had my time to do that i've done that gone through my grieving process of what what is what could have been what was and now it's time to make a plan and figure out where do we go from here Mm. um so right around mid-june or so you know i took some time to myself and figured out what i was going to do around mid-june or so i started talking with a buddy of mine um who He's also a chiropractor and has an office. And he was like, listen, he's like, I'd love to help you out. I'm not really busy enough yet to like bring you in. He's like, but if you want to get started here, I can at least cover what I, you know, the overhead so that you can work a little bit and not have to worry so much. Mm. Hell of an offer, man. I mean, Mm. so I sat on that for about a week and then I said, well, I'd be stupid not to take that. Um, you know, he gave he gave my my practice and my vision a new home mm. temporarily, so that we could both kind of work and balance each other off. Give him a chance to be out of the office a little bit more, and a, and a chance for me to be in an office a little bit more. Right. Um, you know, so I had this. I, I got this huge revelation of the world kind of provides, or the universe kind of provides, when you give it a minute to listen to it mm. you know like we because this guy and i hadn't spoken in i don't know months wow. and he just kind of randomly hit me up one day was like you know hey doc just wanted to check in see how it's going and instead of the normal customary thing that we all do which is like oh hey what's up i'm cool i told him what was going on and he was able to come through with an idea to push us forward, push both of us forward. Mm. Um, and then that that experience of, of being kind of a little bit more raw with people opened my yeah. eyes to, to it. That's amazing. I, I think what you're talking about is so powerful because being able to be in an, in an open and vulnerable way to actually express like what was really going on with you actually led to a win-win situation for the both of you and i love how you were able to you know step away from that norm of like you know surface level i'm going to pretend everything's okay and just give you like that quick little answer and really dove into like what was going on inside of you like what was happening and i think that's something that as men we don't do enough of 100 yeah to be able to talk about like these emotions and like what's going on and talk about it from a place of vulnerability as opposed to looking at it as a place of like being soft or whatever, you know, adjective you want to fill in there. Absolutely. Traditionally speaking, I mean, we as, as men are conditioned to be stoic, to, you know, shut up and deal with it kind of, kind of approach. Um, I do think a lot of that is changing in our younger generations um, which I think is a great thing. 
I also realize that it's going to have to go like far to the other side before it comes back and finds a middle, just the way all, all pendulums swing. Um, so I do think we're going to see a little bit of an interesting change on that end of things with um, the lack of understanding the difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. Um, those aren't those aren't the, those aren't synonyms. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. For, for the many people out there who think it is, and, especially for the yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, we just we just kind of get lost in it, and I think that that's kind of par for the course. We're gonna have that happens with any uh, cultural swing, so to speak. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, that I I just didn't have the space in my brain at that point to even come up with the surface answer mm. you know when when somebody says hey how are you and you say i'm good i didn't even have that in that moment i had i'm actually really bad and this is why mm. um and that that really did like open doors for the for the two of us you know i gave him a chance to to go and spend some time with his kids that he wouldn't normally have had because they're home too and you know, and he's got to be in the office sixty hours a week. You know, and I, I gave myself a chance to get the hell out of my house for a little while. <laughs> you know, you can only stare at four walls for so long. Uh, <laughs> I think we all learned that this year. Oh, what? You know, and I'm a, I'm a homebody to begin with, right? I'm not a I'm I'm past the club life. I don't need that. <laughs> Man, I've seen some of your pictures. I I believe that you were really good at the club life when you were doing it. I might have been. I might have had that moment. <laughs> My guy. Uh, I definitely hear that. And yeah, man, I think it's really cool like what you speak about here because I think it is really important for us to find ways that we can help each other and kind of get out of this mindset of like, okay, I, can, I have to be the only person that helps myself get out of a situation or, you know, I'm not going to lend a hand to somebody else unless I can, you know, unless I can really make it work. And I think what your example shows is that one hand really does wash the other and that we do get to help each other find better balance and win together. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, there, we all, we all, we all use the uh, colloquial sayings of, you know, it takes a village or nobody does it alone or any of those like unity type sayings, but they've, they've lost their meanings. They lost their impact. Um, and it's true, man, nobody does it alone. And even just being in the office that I'm in now, you know, this guy who I'm helping out by letting him get out of here a little bit more often is opening doors for me weekly that I wouldn't have been able to open on my own because he's got experience, he's got age, wisdom, whatever it may be that I'm lacking, you know, I'll call him up and be like, doc, I'm dying this week. You know, and we'll talk for hours about whatever's going on. And at the end of it, you know, we we kind of come to a solution, or I figure out some clarity just from getting it out. Right. Huge. You know, and again, we as we as men don't often do that. Right. You know, I it, I make this kind of analysis regularly, where um, you know, I, I'll talk to somebody about the difference between male relationships and female relationships with within your friend group, right? Mm-hmm. And girls will sit there and they'll bitch, moan, and complain, and talk, and cry, and scream, and whatever. And they walk out of it largely feeling the same as they did mm -hmm. coming in. We'll do the same thing in a different degree where we'll sit down and mostly not talk about it, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. Or, you know, brush on a little bit, make fun of you a little bit, kick some jokes back and forth, talk about something else. And at the end of it, I feel men more often will have that clarity, that peace that they were looking for and can mm. either figure it out or let it go. Um, and I think that comes down to logistical thinking versus emotional, right. emotionally charged thinking. Um, you know, men tend to look at things a little bit more logically versus uh, emotionally driven. Right. And that, you know, so you wind up finding different clarities in different places. And each of those relationships bring different things to your own thought process. Absolutely.
Absolutely. And I think you do speak a lot of truth into this idea of like how powerful it is to literally just say something out loud, like by simply saying something out loud, as opposed to saying it in your head. I've had so many experiences with myself and clients where merely saying it out loud really changed the perspective of how the person was thinking about that specific thought, statement, idea, etc. And and that's why I think it's so important that we do have people, especially as men, like having people in our corner that we can go to. And even on top of that, like mentorship is so important. And it sounds like this relationship that you have with this other doctor, as you talk about like the experience, the wisdom and everything that he shares, that it's, it's very much in this mentorship um, relationship. And I can only imagine like how much that's done for you in your career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've worked with him in the past and, um, you know, we've consulted on patients, you know, both back and forth because as, as great as a doc as he is, and I, I make this joke with him all the time, his education is 30 years out of date. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's got the, he's got the experience and I got the books and, you know, we can, we can kick things back and forth and he's been invaluable to my career and my person. Um, you know, we all get, we all get stuck in stuff in different aspects of our lives. And one of the places that I've gotten stuck is professionally. Mm. Um, and to have a professional colleague who also then becomes a friend is an invaluable piece of anyone's career. Amen. Amen. And I think that goes into, you know, what we were saying earlier, it's like, especially as a man, I mean, people in general, but just speaking from a man's perspective, like you never have to go at it alone. When we go at it alone, oftentimes like we can only go so far or we end up putting ourselves in, you know, the wrong situations or taking the longest route where it doesn't need to be that long. So, you know, I think it's amazing that you're able to form that relationship with him. And I would imagine that it's setting you up to be, and I, and I, I can almost guarantee that you're doing this now, like be a mentor for someone else that's coming up. Absolutely, man. That's, I, I love to teach, right? I love to um, educate people on something that I, anything I can, right? Anything that I may know about or anything I can help them mold themselves, right? So I actually do have a, a, a young kid. Um, he's actually the son of a patient of mine, and he's a sophomore or a junior at FAU here. Mm -hmm. And he, in talking to my patient, she was like, hey, I don't know if he wants to do chiropractic or wants to do you know anything in healthcare or whatever, but he's interested in it. Um, you know, can you... You want to, can you talk to him? And I was like, absolutely. You know, whatever he wants to do. This was maybe two years or so ago. You know, I, I said, I said, bring him, bring him in. Let me, let me catch up with him, see what's going on. So we, we started off a little relationship, he and I. Um, we've gone for dinner. I had him shadow me in the office for a couple of weeks just to see if he wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, he's decided to do uh, something more in the neurology field, which makes him far smarter than I'll ever be. And, uh, you know, at the same time through that, we've, we've kind of been able to work on figuring out his path that he wants, ignoring some of that exterior influence and pressure mm -hmm. and allowing him to work his own way through it. Um, and then, you know, all the normal bullshit of, of that transition period in life where you're going from being a high school kid to a college kid, starting to come out on your own a little bit, um, you know, developing different kinds of personal relationships and figuring out how to be an adult all of a sudden. Hmm. Not that, I, not that any of us have figured it out, but at least I got a couple of years on a kid. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's, and he's, he's killing it now, man. I can't, I can't say enough about him, man. That, that's awesome. Because like you said, like you gave him the opportunity to 
really help him figure it out himself as opposed to you trying to tell him the answers and be like, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. Watch me. It was more of this energy of like, hey, this is what I do. Come in and take the opportunity to like look into it, learn from it and see what you can come out of it with. And that ultimately led him to go down more of this, you know, neurology path, which is awesome, which is also to say, like, would he have gone through that without having somebody teach him that he can have the autonomy to pick his own path? Right. He just he needed the space. And I think we all do from time to time, you know, when there's any sort of transition in your life happening, um, you know, you need the space to be on your own. And you need the space to be with other people. 100%. In that raw and kind of honest um, setting. You know, it's one of the hardest things we would all do is be honest with ourselves, right? Amen. I think, I think this year is, has shown a lot of us how to do that. For sure, for sure. What, what's come up for me and what I've really realized is that there are so many distractions in quote unquote, regular everyday life. And I think a lot of people were starting to realize now that they don't have those distractions, whether it is, you know, going out to a certain place, you know, escaping on a certain vacation, whatever it may be, they now have the opportunity to sit, look at their four walls and really understand like, you know, who am I? What am I about? What do I want to create like what's holding me back how am i holding myself back like am i taking responsibility do i want to take ownership like there's so many questions that can come up and those questions can be scary and i think it was awesome and one of the big silver linings of you know everything that's gone on in 2020 is that it has given us the time to reflect and learn more about ourselves yeah absolutely and you're right those distractions and that 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 pace of life that speed that we all run at is dramatically altered at this point um, and quite possibly forever, um, which is not to say it's a bad thing. There are definitely some positives that have come out of the entropy that is this year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have this conversation with people on, on the regular about working from home. And, you know, as, as a chiropractor, I'm big on ergonomics, I'm big on posture, mm-hmm. and making sure that you're biomechanically sound. Um, and I've had a lot of conversation about, you know, designing your workspaces and giving yourself workspaces and things like that. And through those conversations, I've come to the conclusion that damn near 80% of these businesses should be work from home forever. Right. <laughs> There's no place in the world at this point to need office space and and this large overhead cost for companies and the person mm-hmm. simply to go to work. Right. You know, we're, right. we're a technological society. If you yeah. don't have face-to-face interaction with customers, you know, like, you know, myself or the large part of the medical community, um, retail to a degree, the rest of you guys should be home <laughs> you know and i know over the years these these co-work spaces have come up and things like that but i think you're going to see this this shift out of commercial real estate like that um, absolutely absolutely we've proven over the last eight months that work productivity actually increases when you decrease that like you said that alternative stress stuff of commuting, of tolls, mm-hmm. of traffic, of got to get to happy hour, of, you know, whatever it may Even, I know you're going to yell at me for this one, but even the got to get to the gym, <laughs> you know, because, no, you know, gyms are great places, but they're not the only place you can exercise. Exactly. And, I, you know, we fell into this, this rhythm of speed, this I got to get up by five, I got to get to the gym by six, I got to be at work by eight, I got to work till six, I got to get home and make dinner. And none of that is healthy. Right. It's like constant anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, that's why I moved out of Miami, man. I went, I went, everybody here is anxious about everything. I can't do this. That's real. I think it is interesting to see, especially with the traditional, like, nine-to-five life, when we talk about, like, that commute and what you're doing before work, what you need to do after work and all of that, 
so many people are like always trying to fill every single little gap of time and not taking enough time to like just be like let that nervous system like relax like let that parasympathetic nervous system kick on and be able to really recharge our battery so that we can do the things that really matter to us at a high level right and you know you know what i think is so cool about the conversation that we're having is that it it shows how how well-rounded you are and how much of a vast skill set that you have and i make up that a lot of people have a very specific idea of like who a chiropractor is and what a chiropractor does i would love for you to spend some time like really sharing with myself and the audience how you go about your work and you know some of the myths that are around chiropractic and how you go about creating what the ideal performance chiropractic and everything else looks like to you I, I, first off i appreciate the uh the compliment I, I don't think i can receive a higher one to be honest mm-hmm. um i i strive to be different i strive to be a little bit more well-rounded than than the next guy just because i think the approach to anyone's overall health has to be, and forgive me for the overused term, but holistic. And it should not mean that you're, you know, rubbing essential oils on yourself and meditating 12 hours a day, but (laughs) taking care of your whole system, whether that, and including your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, it's all part and parcel. And if you if you neglect one, you put strain on the others. Mm. And the more you strain the others, the more everything ticks downhill. You know, and you can keep it going for a while. You know, and you fill in the gaps. You put you load yourself up with coffee. You you know take melatonin at night. You whatever it may be. You exercise more. You get more cardio. Whatever that whatever the the run is to build up that energy. Because you're most of us, myself included, I'm guilty of it, are are never fully, like you said, recharging that parasympathetic system and letting the body, the brain, the mind, the the emotion just chill. Um, you know, my background, I, I came up an athlete, played played baseball through you know through college, um, and. Through that, had plenty of injuries and dramas, and could potentially altering events happen, you know, in life, right. in sports specifically. Um, you know, as a ball player, one of the most one of the most coveted things is your shoulder. You got to make sure that shoulder stays healthy. And I was about fourteen; I ripped mine in half. Jeez. Um, you know, playing ball. You, you, and come on, when we were kids, you didn't worry about injuries. You got you got hurt. You got up, you rubbed some dirt on it, and you kept moving. Right. And um, this one I couldn't rub off, man. I, I woke up the next day, I couldn't even lift my arm. And went to my went to my doc. Doc said, "Cool, we'll do an MRI." Got the MRI. He said you got a you got a tear in the in the shoulder, in the rotator cuff, you know. And he said, "Great, we'll schedule you for surgery." And if I could be so candid, I said to the man, "If I could lift my arm, I'd slap you." And I walked out of his office. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Even then, looking at God knows what with sports, you know, college, maybe beyond, who knew? No way I'm getting anybody to cut my shoulder in half. Right. Um, I actually wound up at my at my chiropractor's office, um, who had pretty much fixed all the other stupid stuff I had done to myself growing up. And I said, I don't know what to do about this. He reviewed everything, did an exam, and said, you know, give me a couple of weeks. Let me see what I can do. He said, worst case scenario is we try to get it better. It doesn't get better. And you go have surgery. Yeah. I said, all right, cool. Let's do it. And we did. Treatment, therapy, training, stability. Dude blew my 14-year-old mind when he started working on my ankles instead of my shoulder. Wow. You know, and he was like, your problem's not in your shoulder. He's like, your problem right now is in your shoulder. He's like, but the reason your shoulder hurts is in your feet. Mm. Blew my mind, bro. Mm. And... So I worked with him. We went maybe six weeks hard every day, five days a week. And by the end of six weeks, I was throwing like nothing had happened. Wow. 
And by the end of 12 weeks, I was throwing harder than I did before I hurt myself because we went from fixing the, that acute problem that I tore my shoulder up to working on the reasons that I tore my shoulder up. Mm, that's huge. It's huge. And, and it was something that nobody was talking about back in the day, right? I mean, you came up playing football. I came up playing a little football. It was just hit harder, right? It was just, you know, just get them, get them harder, get them hitter, get them harder, get them bigger, get them stronger, hit them harder. And nobody ever talked to you, at least nobody ever talked to me, I'm not going to assume you, but nobody ever talked to me about the mechanics of tackling. Nobody ever really talked to me about where to tackle from or what your aim was in tackling. They would just tell you to get them on the ground. It didn't matter how. And I know you work with these boys now. I work with these boys now. I'm trying to change that whole mentality, right? You know, lead with your shoulder. I was taught to lead with my head. <laughs> you know, I mean, you were a you were a D line, right? Yes, sir. You know, you put your head down and you push forward. That's it. You know, I, I was a cornerback. I was a I was a safety. It was holy shit. He's getting away. Get your head into his into his hip. You know, and you do what you got to do, and and a lot of that's changing, which is great. But you know, from there, I wound up really getting interested in the body. Just I got to know how it works. And I started actually working for this chiropractor as an assistant, part-time in high school. And he said, you know, you're pretty good with this naturally. He said, why don't you look into uh, personal training certification? He said, and then you can do some of that here in this office. And I said, I'm in. Let's do it. So I got my, I got um, like some, I can't even remember what it was at this point, some rinky-dink online, you know, base training cert that at least covered him a little bit uh, liability-wise. And then he started teaching me biomechanics and why people were coming in with certain injuries and certain dysfunctions. Um, I worked with him for the next six or seven years, and over that time started working in gyms, started acquiring more certifications, you know, NASM and then the advanced NASMs. And I just started pulling, I was sucking information down. And uh, finally decided when I was 24 that I wanted to go to med school and, nice. and make it happen, right? So I spent time with athletes. I spent time in gyms. I spent time working on myself physically, mentally. And then medical school, just more and more information. I absorbed all of that. Um, and it, it brought me into this that well-rounded idea of how to handle a person's complete health. Mm. Um, I do spend more in the physical at this mo at this point in the career. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of what the job looks like, for sure. <laughs> uh, but through that, it's still the mental and the emotional. There's there are all three aspects are tied to every physical injury. And, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time. I said, uh, most of my job is getting you out of your own way to heal. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I'm not here to. I'm not here to fix your problems. They're gonna nine times out of ten, your body's gonna fix itself. I'm right. here to help it do it a better way. But beyond that, I'm here to tell your brain that it's okay to heal. Mm, true. Yeah, you know, through those, through physical modalities, through discussion through assurance you know you you get hurt and you know you've been hurt yourself as an athlete no. you get hurt and all of a sudden it's like well shit i can't do that anymore well that's not always the case yeah you know, plenty of injuries are are altering most of them are not true and the first goal is to take that injury and repair the problem the second goal is to figure out why that injury occurred and repair those problems. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, and that, and that brings me to how I do what, what I do, which is work on the mental, physical, and emotional aspect of, of each patient. I work with. Mm, what's that look like? <laughs> um, it is often complexly simple. The it, it starts with every with consistency. It starts with 
showing people that I'm here for them without gain. I got nothing. I got no skin in the game. Whether you get better or get worse, it's not up to me. You know, and I, I, I lay down these groundwork kind of rules or at least guidelines initially that I tell people that one of my one of one thing every one of my patients will tell you, bro, is that they're the tracks and I'm the train, but we only mm. go where you go. Wow, I love that. Yeah. I got all the I got all the power. I got all the knowledge. I got all the tools. But if you don't want to go there, we go anywhere else. Yeah, you can't force people to get better. You just, you just have to you 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 provide them the tools and have them do it for themselves. And that's true. Yeah, I mean, and you you know, I mean you is you know doing the wellness coaching and the and the training and you've done athlete development for a large part of your career. You see it. You know, you know that kid that wants to get better. Right. And he's hanging on your every word to get better. Yep. And you've you've seen those ones who are like, ah, I'm here because my mom made me come this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely had some of those for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and as we and all of us, whether you're a specific sport athlete or just an athlete in life, yep. we all have those same tendencies. And there are times where people come in and we spend the first five sessions just talking because, they, yeah, and that's what they need at that moment, you know, and I'm like, all right, so why don't we try this a little bit and then we'll talk a little bit more and why don't we try a little bit of this and then we'll talk a little bit more. So we're, we're working together, you know, to, to develop that not only trust but understanding of how the dynamic of the relationship is going to go. Mm, that we can be that. friends, but we can also work together. Absolutely. You know, and that I'm not a, that I'm a confidant for multiple aspects of what's going on with you. Not just, oh, my back hurts. You know, I'm like, yeah, everybody's back hurts, bro. Get over it. That's, that's not what I, that's not what I do here. <laughs> and I think it's so important, like what you say, man, especially the part of like, you know, it's, it's really meeting that person where they're at, right? Like setting a foundation where one, having the conversation with them and setting these ground rules to create a safe space to, to have that patient feel understood and for you to understand them in such a way that it's going to allow them to really open up about what's going on and to have that trust in how it is that you're working with them. Cause like you said, like the, the body essentially is a, it's a, it's a system of systems and it's all integrated. And when we talk about how the emotional, mental and spiritual side are going to affect the physical side as well, because they always work together. And I love how you're taking the time to one, build a safe space and then two, build awareness in that person on like, okay, like I know this is where you're like physically feeling the issue right now, but understand like that this is connected to this whole other part of your body like in the example you said with yourself where like yeah you experienced the injury in your shoulder but it it was impacted by what was going on in the ankle and i think a lot of people don't realize that that's how our bodies work and how a lot of times our physical like ailments that we feel can be even happening because of an emotional block that we have or like some type of like not moving you know, energy around and leaving it stuck like in our throat. And then people have like thyroid problems. Like, I don't think that it's like an accident that things like that happen in people's lives, but they have no idea that that's even possible. Absolutely. You can't see me and I wish you could, cause I'm just sitting here nodding my head <laughs> in, in agreement with you, bro. It absolutely, you know, our, our body and our brain manifest things over and over again and play off of one another you know and you get that you get the a lot of times the physical pain you experience has nothing to do with the location of the pain mm. you know and uh, one of the things that's kind of that I, that that becomes prevalent uh, to me with my patients and they, they, they rag on me for it on the regular is 
they'll tell me something hurts, like their low back, and I'm down working on their knee. And they're yeah. going, but doc, my back hurts. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know it hurts. I don't care. Because just because their back hurts doesn't mean that that's generating the pain. Right. And vice versa. You know, people come in saying, oh, my knee hurts, and I'm, I'm playing around with their neck or their low back or whatever it may be. Because it has nothing to do with the knee after I've ruled out that they haven't injured their knee. Right. You know, and, and then they'll come in and tell me, well, I had this, this car accident three years ago, and I've had neck pain ever since. I'm like, oh, what have you done about it? Nothing. Maybe that's why you have neck pain. <laughs> you, know, it's all, you know, we are, I, we are very complex, and we are very, very simple at the same time. You know, it, it's true though, man. It's it. I tell people all the time that our body is a phenomenal system, and our brain is just outdated software. Mm. We're we're a machine, you know, from the from the neck down, we're a machine, and it's it's perfectly designed to function in a perfect environment. Mm-hmm. But our brain, man, that that software that's kicking around up there is two or three millennia old. Right. And hasn't quite updated yet. It's like a it's kinda of like a Mac. It's not <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting all these updates but, but we're not actually solving the problems. Right, right, right. And you know, your brain's telling you, especially in, in the instance of getting hurt, you know, being injured, that your your brain kicks in that fight or flight response. Your brain kicks in that that holy shit we're gonna die response and mm-hmm. locks you down. It tightens up muscles. It, it it freezes your brain where it is. It alters your hormone production. It it locks your body up, head to toe, inside and out. And part of what I was saying about getting people out of their own way is that you know I can come in and as a chiropractor, everybody's going to say, "Oh, you you, know, you crack backs, cash checks, and move on." That's not what chiropractic medicine is about to me. And it's easy to do, right? I can, I can have 100 people come in a day and go crack, 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 and send them home. That's not healthcare. Yeah. That's not medicine. Right. That is garbage. <laughs> no. um, yeah, it is. It's, it's not, and it's not, it's not, it's a disservice to the person who's expecting a doctor to take care of them. For sure. For sure. And I think what the problem is, what happens so often is, you know, I've, I've heard it many times. It's like, a person will have that ex- that experience with one chiropractor where it's like, all right, come in, crack, crack, crack. Okay, based off what I saw, I need you to come in for 20 more crack, crack, crack sessions, and then you'll be healed. And then the person's like, what? Like, they're just completely turned off by the experience. And now that's how they view every single chiropractor. And then in my line of work, same exact thing. It's like they might have worked with, you know, one life coach who didn't really listen to what they had going on it wasn't meeting them where they were at but it was like okay i know all these things about you you need to go do xyz one two three and your life will be better and it's like the fuck like you don't know me what the hell you didn't even take any time to really understand and now it's like you know all life coaches are whack and you know same thing for sports performance really any industry and um and i really appreciate how you're one of the people in your field who are working to bring true chiropractic to people's lives. That's the mission, man. I mean, my, you know, my company that I started this year is based on on three very simple words that cover three very simple tenets. I use prehab, performance, and rehab because mm. we are each one of us is in one of those three stages. Which one is determined by what you present as? And of those, of those three things, what, we, what I do from there is use evidence-based treatment, education, and mindset to get you to your next level. Yeah. You know, the, the prehab end of things, people, it, it, it's slowly becoming an overused word in both of our industries. Right. Um, and, and I think the general public is seeing that as like along the same lines as wellness care or, or preventative medicine. 
And quite frankly, I think both of those terms are complete bullshit. Um, you know, one of the things you'll see pervasive through my industry is um, if I keep treating you now, you won't get hurt in the future. I can't think of a stupider thing anybody's ever said. Right. Right. <laughs> so, like, arrogant even. Right? I mean, you that, that much power. bro, you could, fall, you could fall down the stairs right now. And I can adjust you till the cows come home. It's not going to do anything for you. Right. It's not going to stop by, you. Yeah, exactly. And then vice versa, too. You can be working on someone for two years. And if they fall down a flight of steps, it's not like, well, it's okay. I've been doing chiropractic the last two years. So I can eat I can eat these six flights of stairs I just fell down. Right. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not creating superhuman beings over here. I, I wish I was. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so, so that, that prehab that I can't prevent your injuries. I can prehab is more defined as at least to me again I'm not trying to I'm not trying to harsh on anybody's definition of of the term Mm -hmm. but prehab is definitely more about the idea of finding your inadequacies and using some some training and conditioning to increase the proficiency at which you move If you're in more control of your body, your risk of injury decreases. True. Yeah, and that can be that falling down those six flights of stairs, right? Injuries happen quick. Nobody gets hurt in slow motion. We heal slow as hell. But nobody's nobody's ever sat down too fast and broken a bone, right? You fell down six flights of stairs and you broke a bone, sure. That all happens quick. Injuries are fast. Slow motion stuff. Learn how to control yourself through motion is where you minimize risk. That's part of the education so that when you do move quickly, your body says, cool, we got this. We know how to do this. Yeah. I mean, same when you're, tra- when you're training, when you're training an athlete, what's more important, acceleration or deceleration? Decel every time. Every time. Because that's where you get hurt. Yep. When you can't control that change in direction, that change in force, you get hurt. So I approach each one of my patients with those three things. That prehab, if you're there, that's what we're starting with. You come into me and say, nothing hurts, nothing bothers me. I'm like, cool, let's find some shit that doesn't work and make it work. Mm. If you come in performance and say, Doc, listen, I want... I want to hit a ball better. I want to run faster. Whatever it may be, be more flexible. Cool. Let's find out where where those deficiencies are and work on fixing them. You come in after an injury for that rehab end of things. All right, let's work on that acute injury. Let's do the soft tissue work. And then let's from that soft tissue work, we build into strengthening and controlling. Then we go back to prehab. It's just a circle. Mm. Forgive me. It's a triangle. I feel what you're saying. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's a triangle it's, for it's, yeah. I, that delta is where it's at. That ever-changing Ooh. word. Ooh. And it, it's like it's it. it's in my logo. It is my logo is a is an infinity box with a delta in, in the middle. Mm. It that is ever-changing and always coming back to the next thing. For sure, it's very fluid too. Yes, sir. Which I love. Man, that's powerful, man. I mean, I love everything that you're up to. And what you're doing is so important because you're providing a service that literally every single person can benefit from, whether they're in the prehab stage, the performance stage, or the rehab stage. It's like, hey, like I'm going to be able to meet you where you're at, and I'm going to do it in a way that's going to create a safe space so that you can trust this process that we're going through together, and I'm going to essentially help take you wherever your tracks are going to allow us to go. So within that, there's still this autonomy of, Hey, like I don't have all the answers yet. You have all the answers and I can help you find them within yourself, which I think is so powerful. I could have said it better, man. And I'm going to take that from you and I'm going to use that with my patients. Bro, take it. That's you. It's already inside of you. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so what's so powerful about being in the service industry. And it's like when I when I think about my work and 
you know, very similar to you. It's like there's no shortage of knowledge and skills that I can use. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm all I'm all about my person's transformation. I'm all about their growth. So wherever you are and wherever your tracks lay and you're ready to go, like, let's get there. That's right. And if, and if you don't want to go there, I'm still here when you're ready. Exactly. A hundred percent. I love that. And I think that's a whole nother topic that we could that we could dive into on the next one because there's a lot of a lot of power in that too. I'm down to do this as often as you want. I got I got quotes and sayings and, and motivations coming out my ass. Yee, let's go. I know you do. Man, Mike, Dr. Mike, man, I appreciate your time so much and all the wisdom and the knowledge that you shared with us today. Where can everyone find you online? Uh, you can check out my Instagram for sure. It's perpetual motion PC is the handle. Um, website is the same just with the dot com at the end. Um, office is currently located in Lake Worth, Florida, but gotcha. I, uh, which is currently the, the situation based on, on the COVID nonsense that we're dealing with still. Um, but I'm not going far from this little area. I like this area. Heck yeah, it's a, it's a nice little place out there. I've been there before. Absolutely. We're going to have to get you up and out of that Miami life soon. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely <laughs> ready to go over there, slow down a little bit. It's funny. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring more peace and zen to Miami. Uh, bruh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I appreciate that. And what what's one thing you want to leave the listeners with that they can work on on their own to really help elevate their life in some way? breathe. Mm. I want you to breathe. We breathing affects multiple systems in our body from our mental state to our heart rate circulation to chronic pain issues and acute pain issues. Mm. Learning how to breathe through a situation, whether it's a mental issue or anxiety, stress, or through an acute injury, low back pain, knee pain, whatever it may be, understanding, centering your breath and diaphragmatically breathing, so taking that deep belly breath, will alter your ability to manage whatever you're going through. Mm, I love that. I love that. Everyone listening right now, take a second and really focus on the breath and understand how that can impact you, whether it's an injury, whether it's anxiety, you know, any type of emotional thing that you're going through, man, the breath can really cause more ease in your life, man. I appreciate that, Dr. Mike, and I appreciate everything. We're definitely going to have you back on the show real soon, man. I can't wait. I appreciate you taking the time, inviting me on here, everybody out there. I know you're already following my man here, but keep it up. He's got a fountain of knowledge for you. Ooh, my guy. Appreciate that. Hell yeah. All right. Man. Have a great day, everyone. And remember, you can too.